Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 40. We're, we're up to 40 of Cinema Rogues. We made it. We can retire now. We can retire on all of our Cinema Rogues monies. Yeah, we made it to... That's... What, what, what syndication amount? It's, I think it's like 120, something like that. Yeah, I think... Uh, I was going to say 100, so probably somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. Once we get to 100, we can retire and just do reruns of the show for the rest of forever. Yep, that's that's how podcast works. <laughs> Uh, I'm your host, Guy. As always, I'm joined by Andrew. Um, that's me. That's him. If you want to hear more Andrew, check out Board Game Barbarians. Uh, we just did an episode on something. What did we talk about? Talk flesh about and Blood, mostly. Con- Conan and Flesh and Blood. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, you can check out my YouTube and Twitch channel, Cytel Studios. Uh, and as always, you can check out Retro Warriors. Um. Since the last time we recorded, I was inspired to go back and, uh, and watch the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, and yeah. I have more to say about this later in the spoiler section, uh, because basically I'm help getting my kids to a point where they can watch the third Spider-Man movie, Yeah, and there's a long thread of movies that they have to watch first, the first of them being the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Ah, okay, so you're going to make them go through all of it? Yeah, um, but I forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. I haven't seen it probably in a good, I don't know, decade or so. I uh, literally just watched the first one uh, before this show, before we started recording. Nice. Like, like I, I just finished like 20 minutes ago. It has a special place in my heart, but it uh, it does have its flaws. Like it's not a perfect movie or anything. Um, and it's, you know, limited by the technology of the time. Yeah. The CG is definitely outdated. CG is outdated. Uh, that, that scene where, uh, after the, the attack on the world day festival or whatever it is, the unity festival. Yeah. When, uh, Spider-Man and, 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 and Mary Jane are like swinging over the city and she's very clearly holding on to a mannequin. Yeah. It's like, that's always a good one. I also like that one just because it's like he's taking her away. Yeah. Like everybody's like, good job, Spider-Man. Steal that lady. Because <laughs> he didn't just like put her down and then, you know, go off. Like he just swung away with her. Yeah. And she seemed fine with it, yeah. you know. With yeah, her hair like, blowing the opposite direction of the wind somehow. It was fine. It was a fine time. Uh, I watched 8-Bit Christmas again with the kids. How's that second time around? Oh, uh, it's really good. Uh, there were a couple of things that, you know, you don't really notice the first time. Uh, like when they got to the, the to, to his parents' house at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, you know, he's like, we're going to have a good Christmas. And she goes, can you have a good Christmas? Yeah. And you're like, oh, because your dad's dead. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know. So as, as, as out of left field, like we talked about it last episode as out of left field, as, as the dad's death felt. Yeah. Which spoilers um, really anyone that hasn't seen eight bit Christmas. Yeah. A I movie so. that's been but, out for like three weeks. I mean, so surely you've seen it by now. It's by the time this comes out, it's already Christmas. There you go. Yeah. You should have watched past it. Christmas season. Should have seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, but it was set up from the beginning. So I have less of a problem than I did, uh, last recording. Nice. 
Uh, keeping with the Christmas movie theme, we watched Batman Returns. Okay. And we have decided that is officially a Christmas movie. Does it take place during Christmas? Yes. Then it is a Christmas movie. Right? They had like two tree lighting ceremonies. Yeah. As long as it takes place during Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Counts. Perfect. Yep. Uh, and then now I'm, I'm going through She-Ra again, the new, the new series. Still going through it. You were going through it last time too, right? Uh, was it? Yeah, yeah, I guess I was. Yeah, yeah, still going through it. We're, yeah. we're into season two now, so it's good. Going, going strong. What about you? I haven't been watching a whole lot. Um, I watched, as I just said, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 1, um, just a, a little while ago. Um, and then I watched, uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a fun comedy movie. About, about a guy named Mike and Dave? About... Two brothers named Mike and Dave who need. Uh, yeah, I guess dates. it wouldn't be one guy, huh? Yeah, one guy named Mike and Dave. <laughs> What's your name, Mike and Dave? Mike and Dave. What? Um, yeah, just a, a fun, funny movie. Uh, and I haven't really been watching too much else. I'm, I'm waiting for my wife to watch season two of The Witcher, which is out. And yeah, I need to start that one. Yeah. I mean, season two. I've already watched season one, like, a long time ago. Yep. Yep. Waiting for that. Been watching Supernatural, trying to finish that up, because it's, it's over. Yeah. We're Didn't they? Like, what, they have, like, 15 seasons or something, done? Yeah, we're on, like, season 13. So nice. We got, we got a couple more to go. But uh, we're slowly making our way downtown with that show. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, let's, let's do some news real quick. Um... Oh, excuse me. This is a big hiccup. Spike Lee signs a multi-year creative deal with Netflix. Whenever uh, I was reading the the notes for this, I read yeah. it as Stanley at first. Oh no! And I was like, "Guy, you messed up. That's <laughs> that can't be." I was like, "As I had Spider Man on the brain." So, oh uh, man, when we were watching Spider Man and and Stan Lee shows up. My kids both like pointed at the screen and went, Stanley! Yeah. <laughs> as, if, as if his name was Stanley. I don't know. Stan Lee. Uh, but like they know Stan Lee because of like uh, Marvel's Avengers or not Avengers. What's the Lego something? Lego Marvel's Avengers where you have to like one of the bonuses is to find Stan Lee in the level. Oh, weird. Yeah, and he's just like sitting there spouting out like Stanley quotes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, and they're like, oh, I love Stanley. He's so funny. I'm like, you, he, no, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Spider Man No Way Home came out. I don't know if you know that. I didn't. I wasn't aware. Oh, uh, yeah. It earned $235 million in its opening weekend. That's pretty pretty dang good for not COVID. Yeah, that's good for not COVID. That fucking shattered every like fucking movie that that opened this year. Yeah, it destroyed it. Fucking destroyed it. There is there is a large appetite for the Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So going back to having watched Batman Returns, um, my my girlfriend posted on Facebook. She's like using diehard logic, I declare that Batman Returns is a Christmas movie and I'm going to watch it tonight. 
guy. You can watch it with me if you want. No pressure. And like her stepdad was like, it sounds like a lot of pressure. And I was like, nah, dude, I love the batted men. <laughs> uh, anyway, Blue Beetle will be a theatrical release instead of it was originally planned to be an HBO Max uh, feature. Ooh. So they are moving it to theaters in 2023. Boo. And finally, a Mega Man movie is coming to Netflix. <laughs> no comments on the booze. Well, I mean, you can boo theaters having movies. I, I, you, if I remember right, you were excited for Blue Beetle, right? Yeah. And I would, I don't know. I'm, I'm still up in the air about like, I, I like going to theaters, but I don't like COVID. So, you know, it's got, got a choice I got to make. Yeah, you do have a choice. Um, how was your theater experience for this movie? Uh, it wasn't too bad. There was a guy next to me that kept uh, burping the entire movie. Oh, no. I went to Alamo Draft House and uh, he had some like chicken wings, I assume, because that's what it smelled like. And then I just kept occasionally smelling chicken wings the rest of the movie. <laughs> so I just I kept assuming this dude was just like burping and blowing it my way instead of like his girlfriend's way. And I think he fired once. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. the people sitting next to me kept excitedly talking about everything that happened. And that sucks. I'll get into more specific reactions later. But like, I don't know. Um, from the trailers, we, we know that like Doc Ock is in, in the movie, right? Right. Oh, you watched a trailer? Uh, uh, I It's hard not to watch a trailer. Like... In the time that it took me to realize this is a Spider-Man trailer, find the remote and hit the like mute button. Yeah. They they said, oh, hey, look, here's Doc Ock. So, you know. Okay. Um, But like when he showed up, they were like, oh, my God, it's Otto Octavius. He was in the fucking first or second Spider-Man movie with Sam Raimi. And then just have like a fucking discussion about him. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's the good thing about going to an Alamo draft house is they've got like the strict no talking rules. So if if anybody does talk, you can you can tell on you can be a tattletale. Yeah. And you can do it like with the secret ballot, too. It's nice. Yeah. You can say like, oh, I'm, I'm just writing down popcorn, but I'm really writing down that you guys are dickheads and you're talking. <laughs> and like, I'm fine. Again, people having reactions and reacting to things like whatever, like that's a it's a communal experience and, and that's going to happen. Yeah. But if you say more than like two sentences, shut up. Yeah, like it's fine. Like like I, whenever I went and saw uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, whenever Captain America says Avengers Assembled, there was like mm -hmm. a dude next to me that was like Avengers Assemble, like at the same time. Like, and he was super excited. And that's fine. <laughs> but like when I went and saw Doctor Strange, there was like a group of people in front of us and like the... It, you know, the Infinity Stone that Doctor Strange has the entire time, the Time Stone. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the movie, when they say it's an Infinity Stone, like one of the people in that group goes, oh, my God, it was an Infinity Stone. And I was like, yes. <laughs> How did you not understand that before this point? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I don't think we've said what our topic is, and we've already started to get into it, but. Uh, we watched Spider-Man No Way Home on opening weekend. We did. We we went out to the theaters in droves and we we helped the 235 million opening 
by supporting it with our dollars. Yeah. You spent eight bucks and I spent $234,999,992. That's right. That's how that works. <laughs> I, I wish I only spent eight bucks. Oh, yeah. You eat food too, I guess. Uh, well, the, the tickets are also just expensive now. What? How much are the tickets? I don't know. They were like $12. Ew. It's for that premium no talking experience guy. Yeah, I guess. I would pay extra money for a no talking experience. Well, I also went like oh. at 10, 8, 10 at night instead of like, I didn't do matinee or anything. Right. I almost forgot. Like, so I was at an AMC. And they have their like, uh, like I don't know, theater love seats, basically, right? Yeah, where they, where they've got the armrest in the middle, but it's like one solid couch sort of thing. Yeah, bone and couch. Yeah, bone and couch. That's it. Yeah, and my family was, friendly show. And I don't know if it's because my seat was broken, because like when I like press the button, like it would get real low, and then it would go like the rest of the way down, right? Right. So I don't know if maybe my seat was a little crooked from that, like. Or if the, the, the actual whole thing was tilted slightly, but we were like slightly, uh, slightly to the right of center and my feet, if I point them straight, were pointed slightly to the right. Oh, weird. Right. So it's not even like they were tilted into the screen or like going straight. They were facing out and it was annoying as shit the entire movie. Huh. It's dumb. I had to sit like, uh. With my butt in the corner against the armrest and my feet like uh, in the corner, like hanging off the side. Well, that's uncomfortable. Almost. It was. I had um, the two seats next to me were empty because the two people that were supposed to sit there sat in two other seats that were empty. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to move over the entire movie and just have two open spaces next to me. It would have been nice, but I don't know if they don't let me do that. Probably would have. I'm a, I'm a fool guy. A fool in love with you. In, yep, you got it. <laughs> Earth Angel. Okay. Um, synopsis. After Mysterio reveals Peter Parker's identity to the world, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. End of movie. That's it. That's the whole... It's a very short movie. Um, Doctor Strange is like, yep, I'll help. And then uh, that's it. Yep. Nothing uh, else. He makes happens. everybody forget that Mysterio told anybody anything, raced Mysterio from everybody's memory, and then nobody had a problem with anything. Yep, end of movie. Yep. And then end of movie. Uh released December seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Uh this is like four days ago. Uh, under development, uh, really, there's a lot of interesting development. I don't know if, if, if people who are listening remember this or not, but basically, uh, after, or I guess Tom Holland was signed for three movies and the director was signed for two movies. The agreement for between Sony and Disney to use Spider-Man was for five movies, but that included Captain America, Civil War. Uh, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, and the first two Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So at the end of um, Far From Home, the their contract ran out, their agreement ran out, and there was a time period where they said, okay, well, we're just done. We can't come to an agreement on how to do this going forward. Yeah. Uh, and uh, basically it took 
uh, I, I mean, I'm sure there were negotiations ongoing, but uh, apparently one of the catalysts was Tom Holland calling up the CEO of Marvel and Sony and being like, hey, can we get this done? And they're like, sure, let's do it. He probably was like, hey, guys, um, I don't want to be in a world where Sony controls the movies I'm in. Have you seen Venom and the Morbius trailer in the previous <laughs> Spider-Man movies? They're, usually, they're not like... They're not $235 million opening weekend great. You know, they're just, they're okay. But what about Sony's statement that they appreciated everything that Marvel did and they're going to continue in the direction that Marvel started them in? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, But they did eventually uh, come to an agreement where Disney would put up financing for 25% of the movie in exchange for 25% of the revenue plus merchandising rights. Uh, Apparently that was agreeable with everybody. And uh, that left the door open for for MCU Spider-Man characters to appear in Sony's Spider-Man universe, Ooh. which uh, could be interesting information for later in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Notable People is directed by John Watts. Uh, they did re-sign him for a third movie. Uh, story or is written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, starring Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Uh, Zendaya as Michelle Jones Watson, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, and Jacob Batalon as Ned Leeds. Uh, supporting roles, Marissa Tomei as Mae Parker and John Favreau as Happy Hogan. Uh, awards nominations, LOL. <coughs> no, uh, it's been out for four days, so no awards or nominations. Um, but I would, if I were a betting person, I would bet that this gets nominated for a few awards. Um, yeah, I could especially see now that there's 10 best pictures. I, I would think it's in the running. I don't know if it's in the running for best picture. I'd say it win <laughs> running for a nomination. Oh, okay. maybe. Mayhaps. Uh, uh, but it's uh, it's a good movie. I don't know. Uh, critical response. Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety four percent reviewer scored. Ninety nine percent audience score. Metacritic. Seventy one reviewer. Nine uh, audience. Nine out of ten. And then IMDb is 9 out of 10 as well. Um, the Basically, uh, my review of the movie is that the move ha- movie had everything I hoped for in a Spider-Man movie. Easily the best of the Holland Spider-Mans and probably my top Marvel movie at this point. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's the best live-action Spider-Man movie to date. Um, I don't know if I would say it beats Spider-Verse, but I do like not having an origin story anywhere near this movie. Ooh, I want to come back to that. We'll come back to that origin story comment later. Will we? I think it's, I think it's in both of our spoiler notes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie greatly. Well oh, worth so good. the money that I paid to go see it in theaters. And I'm going to go see it again Sunday. So Awesome. Uh, I was debating real hard because I got I found out that I have Thursday off. So I was, I was like, hey, let's go to a movie like a matinee, middle of the day. We'll go eat, you know, at the theater or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I finally settled on watching the new Matrix on Thursday. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Excited about that one. Um, All right. Uh, enough of the preamble. Let's get into spoilers so we can actually talk about this movie. Okay. I'm down for that. Great. All right. So if you're listening, well, hopefully you're listening. If you're hearing me talk, that'd be weird if you weren't. Um, Really, last warning, spoilers. Lots of spoilers. Lots and lots of spoilers. 
Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. <laughs> to start off, um, movie also starring Toby Maguire as Peter Parker, uh, Andrew Garfield as well Peter Parker, Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, and Alfred Molino as Otto Octavius. Supporting cast: Jamie Foxx as Max Dillon, Electro, Reese uh, Ifans as Kurt Connors, the Lizard. Thomas Hayden Church as Flint Marco slash Sandman, and Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. I don't have anything more to say about this movie. That's fucking amazing. Yep, lots of lots of people in this movie. Yeah, so, okay, so when uh, Andrew Garfield's the first Spider-Man that showed up, well, first, you know, not Tom Holland Spider-Man that showed up. Yeah. And when, like, the portal opened, right, and you see his silhouette, and it's very clearly, like, Andrew Garfield. Well, it's clearly, Spider-Man. it's very clearly not Tom Holland. Right. Um, yeah, the, that's, that was the, one of the times when the person next to me was like, oh, my God, it's, I, it's like, it's Spider-Man from another universe. I bet they brought him in. I wonder if it's going to have the other Spider-Man, too. It just kept going. For like the like from the time he spotted him till the time he stepped through the portal, that dude was talking. And you never once looked at him and went, "Shh." No, I'm non-confrontational. And put your put your finger on their lips. Well, what if they fly at me like the ghost in Ghostbusters? Oh, that's a good point. See, I didn't think about that. You think of everything. Although I guess the ghost in the Ghostbusters was doing the sh- the shushing. That's true. Yeah, my first spoiler note is just, ah! <laughs> my second one is a louder one. Um, but no, I having Tobey Maguire back, uh, or excuse me, having Andrew Garfield back as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man and what they were able to do with his story and give resolution to him as a character uh, was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... I, I always enjoyed Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I enjoyed the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, I think the second one was a little less enjoyable than little, the first it was, one. It was a little meh. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, at the end of the day, I'm glad that Sony decided to go a different direction. And that different direction was give Spider-Man to Marvel. Yeah. Well, not really. Just like borrow it to Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Lend Spider-Man to Marvel. Yeah. If they gave uh, yeah. Spider-Man back to Marvel, that'd be great, because then I'm pretty sure we'd get somehow better movies than what we already had. You would think. Um, but but having him come back and having him address, uh, you know, his feelings about Gwen Stacy's death, um, having him, uh, you know, save MJ in this movie in, in, you know, a similar manner, but doing it uh, by not snapping her neck, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's a... It's a it's great. And and the the emotion and 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 uh I guess emotive ability that that Andrew Garfield brought to to that scene in particular. Um oh, you, yeah, know, you could was, tell. It was awesome. Yeah, you could tell that Peter Parker was like felt I didn't kill another person. Right. He's like, "Okay, I did it this time, you know, I learned." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Don't just web them cuz that snaps their spine or slams their head against the ground." Yeah. And then, um, you know, and, and then 
having Tobey Maguire in there as sort of the elder statesman Spider-Man, I thought was a great role for him. Um, you know, Toby looks older. He doesn't look like old, right? He's yeah. He looked he looked fine. Yeah, and he was. Uh, I don't know. I for a, for a minute there, I was afraid they weren't going to have him like suit up as Spider Man. Yeah, that it, it was kind of weird that he wasn't like. I guess he had it underneath his clothes, but it yeah. was it was weird not seeing him like immediately as Spider Man. But I guess it it made sense. Like whenever he. Finally did suit up. For a second, I thought they weren't going to have them put all their masks on. Yeah. And I was like a little bit upset for like a little bit. I was like, <laughs> just put, put your masks on. I don't need to see your faces to know who you are. Right. Oh, man. But having having the, the, the Peter Parker banter uh, was really good. The, you know, the different perspectives that the different Peters um, brought to the situation was, was really neat. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed uh, again, you know, Toby Maguire being being sort of that, you know, senior advisor type person, the Peter Parker that seems to have his shit together. Um, you know, I would I, I took away from Well, he's from, had three movies. Yeah. So he had his shit together, you know. Yeah. Uh I took away from it that he's probably settled down with Mary Jane, you know, in in his universe. That he, well, he did say we found a way to make it work. Right. So, you know, it's it's great. And he's got all this experience to bring. He's probably, uh, and again, they brought him in as older Tobey Maguire. They didn't try to de-age him or anything. So, yeah. you know, maybe he's had 20 years of experience being Spider-Man. Um, it would make sense. I thought, yeah. I thought that was really, uh, really neat. I liked, I'm sad that, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I had two things. Uh, I liked the whole uh, Ned talking to, I think it was uh, Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. When he was like, oh, yeah, did you have a best friend? And he was like, yeah, he died in my arms. <laughs> or was that was that Tobey Maguire's? I can't remember which one. Uh, that was Tobey Maguire because he was talking about Harry. Okay, yeah. And he was like, yeah, he died in my arms after becoming a supervillain. And I just looked at Ned's like, response of like, I know magic, but I won't become a supervillain and kill you or try to kill you. <laughs> which isn't Ned like a supervillain in the comics? I have no idea. That's uh, I think I remember reading that somewhere. Way past oh, my he's the hobgoblin. Ned is the hobgoblin? Yeah. That's a weird hobgoblin. I guess. Uh, uh but yeah. Yeah, Ned Leeds is is the hobgoblin in the comics. Huh. Was not not aware of that. Yeah, um, so it's sort of it's sort of a meta joke in that sense. Yeah. Uh what was your other thing? Other thing was I liked uh, whenever they're talking about Tobey Maguire's ability to shoot webbing without needing a cartridge. <laughs> and he's like, are you guys making fun of me? Like, And they're like, no, we're like genuinely interested in like how you're able to do this. Like, I like that yeah, part. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. I don't know. Watching the movie, like when they were talking about it and he was like, does it, does it come from anywhere else? Yeah. <laughs> like my immediate thought was like, oh, he's talking about his butt. But then yeah. I went on the internet and they're like, no. He's talking about his 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 front, his penis. No, I think he was talking about his butt. That's what I thought. Like, well, it's like, like a spider. Have you watched the Venture Brothers? Uh, yeah. There's a Spider-Man character in the Venture Brothers that web slings from a point right, up, like basically from the tramp stamp area. Yeah, is where the webbing comes from in Venture Brothers Spider-Man. Nice. 
I don't know that I've seen that far into it. I think I've only seen like through season four or five. Yeah, the Spider-Man in that show is voiced by Nathan Fillion, so it's pretty funny. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I was going to say earlier, It's it, I'm kind of sad that like Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane didn't show up, right? Um, I understand from a plot perspective why... Uh, Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone's character, didn't show up. Yeah, can right? you imagine how devastating that would be to Andrew Garfield? Right. He's like, oh my god, I killed you. Yeah. And then, like, you know, well, we're going to send you back to the moment we pulled you from. She's like, well, I was falling in the clock tower. And I die. <laughs> and he's like, no! Nah! <laughs> Uh, but you know what? Then maybe they have like Amazing Spider-Man three, and they both flash back in, and he saves her. You know, learning what he learned. Maybe. Um. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I guess they probably didn't have anything for 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 Mary Jane to do necessarily if she showed up. But besides, maybe give like or talk to the Zendaya Mary Mary Jane or not yeah. Mary Jane, but MJ. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Willem Dafoe, uh, as, as you know, Green Goblin was better than he was in the first Spider-Man. Um, rewatching it, I would say, I would say he recaptured what he did in the first Spider-Man. And I would say that he built upon that. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I don't disagree with you. Like, no, um, his performance was, like, amazing in this movie comparatively to to the first Spider-Man. But I would say that, like, it definitely felt like the same character. Like, it didn't feel like it was a new character or that he was doing something necessarily different. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Um, and I think it was a good narrative choice to have them smash his, his fucking green goblin mask at the very beginning of, of his, you know, sort of arc and, and, and really go with, uh, you know, Willem Dafoe's natural face reactions or, you know, machinations, I guess. Yeah. Well, I did um, like that. Like his cost, his quote unquote costume, like at the end of the movie was very, uh, like post apocalyptic green goblin. Oh, it was so good with yeah. like the the torn hoodie and like the purple showing through. Yeah. Oh man, I loved I loved that costume. Yeah, it was great. Um, and 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 again, you know, Willem Dafoe has like a rubber face, so he's. Uh, <laughs> it's like that that weird Al song, right? About Spider Man. I don't remember that song. Oh, it's set to the tune of Piano Man. Oh yes, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, sling us a web. You're the Spider Man. Anyway, um, but in it he says, uh, he says something about the Green Goblin, like wearing that dumb Power Rangers mask, but he's scarier without it on. Yeah, yep. And I agree with that. He does make a lot of faces, a lot of great faces. Uh, And he did, he did a great job playing, uh, you know, Norman Osborn. Um, like broken Norman, basically, uh, who's, who's, you know, had a, a psychic split from his goblin personality. I mean, they did a good job of basically the goblin taking over Norman Osborn. I don't think, 
I think they implied basically in the movie that Norman Osborn doesn't exist anymore and it's just the Green Goblin. And he was just using Norman Osborn as a persona. Yeah, well, eh, I agree and disagree. Uh, just because he had to, the goblin had to bury himself in that scenario. The goblin would have had to bury himself deep enough that it wasn't setting off Peter's spider sense. Right. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Cause like, cause it's like, as soon as it emerged, like th- that scene was amazing too. Right. Oh, uh, whenever he's like, it's going off and he's freaking out about it. I, yeah, has, I took that. No as, idea why. That was the same noise as when people entered his universe. So I took that as that's when the other Spider-Man showed up. Oh, okay. Well, I took that as that's when the Green Goblin took over uh, Norman uh, because they were like sort of in the process of of getting everything fixed, and it yeah. was sort of his last opportunity to to fuck things up. I could see that. Yeah. Um, and that's what Peter was reacting to—just the the shift in the personality. But yeah, and that's why he. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Alfred Molina as Otto Octavius was was a great return to that character. I thought that was one of my favorite parts of the movie was was Otto's redemption. Yeah, the moment he wakes up and doesn't have the voices anymore and is okay. Yeah. And then, you know, how he, he plays, uh, whatever, undercover villain, more or less, for an hour of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, but but comes through in the end, and I thought, I don't know, it's, it's the thing that I had, that, that watching Spider-Man 2 hoped, sort of hoped would happen, that Peter would fix him, um, but no, you know, he fucking dies. Because, you know, Otto is, is sort of a tragic character in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh, I thought Jamie Foxx's turn as Max Dillon this time was was really good. Um, it was uh, much less, I don't know, I guess over the top. Uh, but I, I, it's probably just because he wasn't blue, really. Yeah, I thought that was a a good decision that they made, not making him blue again. Um, I liked him throughout that movie, just like the, like it felt a lot more electro. Yeah, yeah. Especially with at the end of the movie, like his, every time he would use his power, you would see like the little electro spikes showing up. Oh yeah, that, that basically gave him like his mask shape and shit. Yeah, that was really awesome. That was amazing. Um, having Kurt Connors in there was fine, you know. Yeah, I would say Kurt and and Sandman, Lizard and Sandman, kind of were backseat villains in this. Um, yeah. go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, if they didn't have uh, the Lizard and Sandman, I don't know that it would have changed the movie a whole lot. And having them in there and then being like one short of the Sinister Six really bugged me. I I took that as them kind of maybe testing the waters for Sinister Six because Sony has a habit of adding three villains into a movie and it not working. <laughs> yeah. And so I think this was Marvel trying to maybe test out more than three villains and seeing if they can do it successfully. Um, and especially having 
basically that's probably what they had to do was have two of the villains be kind of background characters because you can't have six, you know, front front row villains. Yeah, that's, that's too much for one movie. But maybe that was hopefully them testing out the waters for the Sinister Six because I'd love to see a Sinister Six movie. Right. And that's that's one of your notes, right? The silhouettes. Yeah. So like one of my notes was um, whenever you see towards the end of the movie, whenever all the rifts are opening, all the purpley blue rifts, um, Mm -hmm. you see a bunch of silhouettes of characters of Spider-Man characters that know Peter's identity. Um, And the only I I could make out like a couple of them. The only one I remember is Scorpio. I, I remember seeing his silhouette. Um, I meant to look up a video before this to, cause I know I didn't want to watch it when my wife was home cause she hasn't seen the movie. Yeah. Um, but I meant to do it before we recorded and I forgot, but, um, I know there was a bunch of character Spider-Man, like there had to have been a bunch of cameos basically, or, or little Easter eggs of characters that showed up. Yeah, I definitely want to get into to watching a video to to see all that. Like now that I've seen the movie, I will dive into all of the like speculation from things that people observe in the movie and shit. Um, you know, and I uh did you stay through like the whole end credits? Yes. Okay. Uh well, I guess the the very very end credits was just like a Doctor Strange trailer, but um yeah, the Venom the, the, Venom credit and then the Doctor Strange trailer basically. Yeah. Um in that mid credit scene you had you had uh Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock. Yeah. Uh and and he got sucked back into his universe and I'm and and you know there are there are rumors right about Andrew Garfield more Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I have heard rumors of Sony in talks with Andrew Garfield about more Spider-Man movies, and I've heard rumors of him being the Spider-Man that is uh, the Venom Venom movie Spider-Man. Yeah, that was kind of my thought. Like, may, that that would make a lot of sense from a sort of shoving things together. Well, they they can't really. I don't know if Tobey Maguire would be into making more Spider-Man movies, and they can't make Venom a Tobey Maguire villain because. He's already had right. Venom. Yeah. Um, so that would make the most sense. I don't think it obviously, you know, they definitely showed that he was not. Actually, I don't know why he was there. Uh, he got pulled in somehow. Well, I think um, he got pulled. Well, the only people that got pulled in were people that know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Right. Well, okay, and so and that Venom doesn't know that Spider-Man exists. At least I haven't seen the second movie, so I don't know for sure, but I haven't seen the second movie either, but my understanding is that in the mid-credit scene in the second movie, uh Tom Hardy gets uh like that white light shows up and he gets sucked out of the universe in the mid-credit scene. Right, but I'm saying that he doesn't know Spider-Man is Peter Parker. So why did he get sucked into that universe? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll retcon that somehow. Maybe. And I mean, they they basically put Venom into the Tom Holland universe. Yep, yep. They did set that up, leaving, leaving the uh, symbiote behind. Yep. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I have mixed feelings about the uh, Tom Hardy Venom movie. 
Most, I need to watch the Let There Be Carnage uh, before I make a judgment. Like I enjoyed the the Venom movie; it seemed okay. I only had I mean, an issue okay. with it because it didn't start with Venom coming off of Spider Man, right? Like it didn't start with the symbiote leaving Spider Man and then going to Eddie Brock. It it started with the symbiote going straight to Eddie Brock, and that was yeah. like the main problem I had with it. But whatever i i wanted to say that all of the fight scenes in this movie and we can lead into one of your uh notes with it but sure all of the fight scenes felt impactful to the story like there wasn't a fight scene that i didn't feel like was just there for the sake of being a fight scene or you know yeah and then there were a lot of fight scenes right like he yeah. fought how, how many people did he fight he fought dr strange he, fight, he fights uh, dr strange which what an amazing scene that was oh my god that was so great uh i, I really did like the part where he got like his soul knocked out of his body but like his spider sense was still like eh, 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 yeah moving the whatever it was around the cube that was pretty great <laughs> I assume that was his spider spider sense moving. Around. I mean, I assume so too. I mean, I I like Doctor Strange is probably. I mean, Spider Man was my favorite superhero growing up, mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange is probably my favorite superhero as an adult. So, like having them in a movie together was pretty great. It was pretty yeah, pretty amazing. I like I like their I like his relationship with Peter, and I'm sad that it's gone now. But yeah, um, you know that. He he showed up, and he he genuinely wanted to help Peter. And I again, I, I I'm sure it's just because it serves the plot is the is the answer here. But like, I don't know why they didn't just make the world forget about Mysterio. Yeah, and it could also be. We also don't know if it's truly gone for Strange. He's the one yeah, casting casting the spell. I would assume that there would be something that exempts him. It would make sense that something exempted him from the spell since he's the one casting it. And maybe he's just keeping that a secret from Peter. Maybe. Um, but. But yeah, but them fighting through the mirror dimension, um, you know, and, and, and basically like. I don't know, that whole fight scene was re- really well choreographed and really well done, I guess, is, is where I was going with that. Um and then you know the the fighting the first Doc Ock fight was really good. Um, sort of, it's, it came out of nowhere and, and took everybody by surprise. Yep, uh, which was pretty great. And his and his then, nano suit taking over the the octopus arms. Oh man, that was so good. Yep. Uh, I I, I <laughs> they they mined a lot of comedy out of that, which was pretty neat. Um, but just the, showing the difference in in sort of the technology that exists in the different universes was was a neat touch to me. Plus, doesn't that just I don't know whatever we'll get maybe we'll get. I was gonna say like the end of the movie, them erasing everyone's memory. Wouldn't that technically be them creating an alternate universe? And that's really where he lives at that point is an alternate universe, not not his own. Um. Because we don't know I what mean, this spell does, yeah. Yeah, potentially. Um, but I think that also sort of leads into, like, well, wh- you know, was it, is it part of the 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 main timeline or whatever? The pri- What's it called? What do they call it in Loki? I forget. Whatever. I don't remember. 
but the the prime timeline or whatever that that king the conqueror has been like you know cultivating you know maybe this was all part of that you know or, or whatnot maybe so. um but yeah every every fight felt impactful especially the fight the original fight with uh green goblin in tom holland spider-man um that leads into one of your notes well that was their second fight right because he showed up for half a second in the the on the bridge Right, I wouldn't really count that because they didn't really fight him. He just yeah. got a a goblin a pumpkin bomb thrown at him. Yeah, but that fight in the apartment and in, in the apartment building uh, where May died was uh, so good. I, the fight was was you know fine. It was it was a good fight, and like you said, it was impactful. Um, but sort of the deliberate coldness to throw a pumpkin bomb at, at Aunt May, you know. Well, it was the I think it was the impact of his glider that killed her. Was it the glider? Yeah, the glider hits oh, her. Oh, yeah, because it kind of like stab her, right? It it hits her, and then she like basically is thrown against a bunch of rubble. Mm-hmm. And I think the bomb Peter mostly or Spider Man mostly absorbs. Yeah, I guess that's true. But then, um, but I thought I thought her her death scene was was really well done. It was a nice roller coaster of. Oh no, she's dead. Oh well, well, maybe she'll survive. Oh no, no, she's gonna die. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and from a narrative standpoint, it was it was a good roller coaster. Um, from, uh, but at the same time, like when she was sort of like, "I'm gonna be okay," and then she says, "You know, with great power comes great responsibility." I was like, "Oh, she's dead." I um, there's a key and peel sketch. Uh huh. Where one of them says, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and I couldn't stop thinking of that line during that scene. So I was laughing during that scene. <laughs> like I couldn't help myself. I just kept going, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> uh, but I like that they turn Aunt May into Uncle Ben, right? Like. Uh, Uncle Ben has not been mentioned in any of the MCU movies. It was yep. just sort of this assumption that, uh, well, because they didn't do an origin story like you were talking about earlier. Um, you know, they, they in in there was never the, a Tom Holland origin story, right? There was never a Tom Holland origin story, so everybody just kind of assumed that the sort of standard Spider-Man origin story is is what happened. Um, but this movie kind of sort of lends to the idea that maybe uncle Ben just didn't exist in the MCU, you know? Yeah. It's definitely a possibility, especially with, uh, how young aunt may is in this universe. Yep. Um, and you have the fact that Peter is very, uh, uh, well, I mean, he's a high school kid, but, but he's like very, 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 immature i guess is the right word it seems like once uncle ben dies peter parker gets a lot of of gravitas i guess yeah and all of the movies and all the previous movies whenever he dies he's basically like grows up real quick or or gets that responsibility you know that responsibility (laughs) and in the mcu peter parker has always been this sort of uh, you know, excitable kid who get he gets things done, but he's learning a lot of lessons and a lot of responsibility. Um, you know, and it and it it really, I guess, it hit me during this movie. Uh, you know, the whole time when he was like, 
you know, not my problem. I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's a, that's a like pre uncle Ben's death, Peter Parker. Right. Right. Um, and, and that was, he said it two or three times in the movie where, you know, it's like something happened. He's like, that's not my problem, you know? And, and he's trying to get away from, you know, dealing with like really heavy shit, but, right. uh, that's not the Peter Parker we've grown to know and love ever, you know? And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, seem to have had a, a problem with Tom Holland's Spider-Man specifically for reasons like that. Right. He's such a, a, a divergence from, from, you know, comic Peter Parker, you know, he's got, uh, he's famous. Uh, I mean, not Peter Parker is, but, but Spider-Man is, is, is famous. He's part of the Avengers as a, as a high schooler. Um, he's got his, you know, uncle Tony Stark giving him all kinds of cool gadgets and high tech, uh, like iron spider suit, you yeah. know, he's very much not Peter Parker from, from, from the comics and from other iterations of, of Spider-Man that we've seen. Um, and I think that you, given the way that this movie ended, you can really look at the entire home trilogy as a Peter Parker origin story. You know, he's, he has, he's lost his relative. He's learned with great power comes great responsibility. And at the end of the movie, he's, you know, he's a nobody that nobody knows his identity. Um, he's, you know, everybody knows who Spider-Man is. And I assume remembers the, the, you know, him, fi- Spider-Man fighting with the Avengers and things like that. Yeah. Um, but they have no idea who, uh, who Peter Parker is uh, to the point where, uh, you know, it seems like he's having to, like he was taking a GED right at the end of the movie. Yeah, Peter Parker has basically never existed. So I thought that was really yeah, well done. They, it's um, a wonderful life. And Peter I thought uh, in in the, in the way that they they have set him up to now be comic Peter Parker. Yeah, um, that was that was one of my notes. Was that he's now he's now the comics Peter Parker. Oh, uh, and. and uh, if they hadn't worked out some sort of deal to bring back Tom Holland and it sounds like they, they are, they're going to bring him back they're, they're working on a new trilogy for him. Yeah. Um, it, it would have been a fine place to leave Spider-Man off. Right. Um, yeah, I think, w- I don't know. I don't know where the MCU is going to go. I don't know. Um, how long this is going to go without them revamping actors basically but i feel like it'd be very difficult for them to find a different spider-man peter parker yeah i think if they're gonna do a different spider-man it's got it's gonna have to be miles that would be the only way but even then they can't do that because sony owns all the fucking rights for spider-man and spider-man characters um so fuck you sony You're, you're messing with one of my favorite heroes being a part of Marvel's entire vision. Um, I, uh, I want to talk about JJ Jameson. Okay, go for it. So J. Jonah Jameson played by JK Simmons, which I assume now is the only person that will ever play J. Jonah Jameson for the rest of eternity. Right, it has to be, right? Is the only constant between all three universes. Well, I guess he's not in the second one, but it's the only constant between... I'm pretty sure he's in the second one. Is he? He's in Andrew Garfield's? Yeah. Is he in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man? 
Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'll tell you that much. You look it up. And so he's, he's you know, 100% the Tobey Maguire, J. Jonah Jameson. And now he's the J.J. J. Jameson in Tom Holland's universe. So I, if they make more Andrew Garfield movies, he has to be the one in Andrew Garfield. So that makes him the only constant between multiple universes. Uh, yeah, he was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Then he's the... <laughs> Then he's the only constant between all three universes. Yeah, I kind of need I kind of need a movie where all three Jonas meet. Right. I liked that in this <laughs> in this movie he was basically like Infowars in his basement. Yeah, yeah, and, that was good. And then it like, uh, I, I watching the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, the Sam Raimi ones. Um, I I enjoyed. J.J. Jameson in that one because he was like his stereotypical newspaper editor character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which he's not in. He's like a basically a Infowars-esque conspiracy theorist reporter in Tom Holland's uh, universe. Yeah, which lines up with um, where he's at in the comics these days, too. Is it? Yeah, I guess I'm so I'm out of touch with Spider-Man comics right now. Yeah, I started I subscribed to it like three years ago. I, find, I I caught up. I was like a year behind and then like I, I finished the book I was reading. I was like, OK, great. Now, every time I take a poo, I can read an issue. <laughs> Got up real quick. There you go. Because you take so many <laughs> poos. That's right. Um, um, I liked his decision to not tell MJ and Ned at the end, which led into more of the comic book Spider-Man. Yeah, I like that. I thought it was good. You know, it is, uh, you know, him realizing that, that, uh, not that they are better off without him necessarily, but that, that, you know, they're, they had opportunities outside of just, you know, being his friend or whatnot. Right. Um, and it sounds like both of them are going to move to Boston, uh, in the near future. So they're not even going to be in New York for a while. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I like part of me is rooting for for him to go find them and like, you know, be be friends with them. But if they never show up in another MCU movie or, you know, again, if, if Ned shows up as the Hobgoblin, um, you know, as a secret identity, identity sort of thing, um, you know, and it's discovered by Peter later and it's, you know, has all kinds of drama and conflict in it, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'm excited for for future Spider-Man movies. I'm excited to see, you know, Otto Octavius is a character that that Peter Parker, you know, works with at some mm -hmm. point before before uh, Doc Ock comes up. So it's exciting to see like Peter's response to meeting people before stuff happens now. <laughs> yeah. So if he has a Green Goblin in his universe, then he knows that it's Norman Osborn. Yeah. Uh, or Doc Ock or I liked everybody laughing at Otto Octavius's name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or just making various like octopus jokes at his expense while he was like, God damn it. Yeah. Where he's like trapped. Um, but I'm excited for more Tom Holland movies like this. Like I very much hope this doesn't wrap up the Tom Holland universe. Spider-Man universe. Um, but if it does, it, it, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Like you said. Um, 
uh, with, you, with your final battle note here, I think that's the last one thing we haven't touched on. Um, uh, my final battle note was that it just did what Spider-Man three couldn't, which was, uh, have a final battle with multiple villains. And in this case, multiple Spider-Men. Um, and I, I think they did a very good job with juggling the different villains and not, I need to go back and watch Spider-Man three, honestly. Mm -hmm. But I remember even when I was younger, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of Spider-Man three, really, it boiled down to Venom was the bad guy. Yeah. And and Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman just seemed sort of ancillary um, and, and really just kind of I mean, he added to it a little bit, but but it seemed that was resolved. And the main thread that they were going for was was. Um, you know, Venom and, and uh, what's his face? Green Goblin, Harry, Harry, yeah. Harry Osborn. But I mean, everybody in this movie had weight, like every villain that they were fighting, um, like it felt dire. Like whenever, what was it? Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is, is fighting Sandman. Yeah. And he's like leading him into the Statue of Liberty. Like it felt like you, you, might, you don't expect the hero to ever die in any of these movies, but it still felt like there was weight. There was tension. Um, there was something on the line that, that had to be saved. And the same thing for even, you know, the two characters that we're talking about, Sandman and um, the lizard who mm -hmm. seemed kind of background characters for this movie, um, especially the lizard. The lizard was very much, like not very like he didn't talk for most of the 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 first part that he's in because yeah. nobody thought he could talk <laughs> and then he stays in a truck for the rest of the time that he's in until the final battle so yeah um even his portion like trying to chase down MJ and Ned you know mm -hmm. had had yeah. a lot of weight to it um and then of course you know Jamie Foxx's character, Shocker, or not Shocker, uh, Electro, <laughs> Electro. Um, felt very weighted because he was the one that was driving this force of like, I can do a lot here. I can basically rule this city. Yeah. Um, I think um, having, I don't want to say this, it's, you're right they they all felt impactful they all had their moments um i thought it was a great idea having uh all the spider-men not be able to work together at first right where they like they kind of like get get got in each other's way in that final battle like they had a plan to work together they weren't antagonistic right, right. Um, but they they kept getting in each other's way and you know uh, both both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were like, I'm just I'm used to working alone, and and then that's when Tom Holland really started, uh, you know, his his Spider Man really started to shine, and he, and he's like, no, I've been part of a team, I know how to do this, um, you know, and it it's it was a way it was a good way to show the strength of the MCU Spider Man, uh, within the context of of how he stacks up to to the to the Spider Man that came before him, you know. Yeah, I think it would have been funnier also because they have the bit where it's like, well, who's Spider-Man 1, who's Spider-Man 2, and who's Spider-Man 3? I think it would have been funnier if they had Tom Holland be Spider-Man 3, Tom McGuire be Spider-Man 1, and Andrew Garfield be 2. 
<laughs> it would have been funny, but I think it makes more sense for the Spider-Man that's in the universe right, to, to be, be one. To be one. But I thought that would be funny if they just flipped it to the order of the Spider-Man that came before him. Yeah. Um, or he's just like, fine, I'll be three, you know, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, it all felt like fixing the villains was a very cool uh, plot point to the movie. Yeah, it was a good idea. And even even fixing Norman Osborn at the end, even though he basically almost kills Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 having you know Tom Holland come this close to just fucking murdering him was pretty great. Yeah. That showed a lot of character growth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I, I, I get, you know, like I said, you know, at the beginning of this, really, like it's everything that I wanted out of a Spider-Man movie. I have, I have, you know, like very tiny, like nitpicks, you know, like why don't they just make everybody forget Mysterio and, you know, where's Mary Jane, you know, shit like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like this, this movie is exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, you got any any final thoughts nope go see the movie it's really good if you haven't seen the movie i don't know why you're still here but thanks yeah thanks, thanks for being if here if you let us spoil this entire movie for you shame on you i guess i don't know i would say go watch it if if you let us spoil the entire movie for you just go go see it yeah it's a good one. um you can if you do want to go see it you got to go see it in theaters uh for now i'm sure it'll be available digitally in a couple months three months something like you that. can already pre-order it on itunes oh nice i didn't look to see when it releases but you can already pre-order it um and then uh i guess that's gonna do it for us we're gonna get out of here uh listen next time i think we're gonna do uh, matrix four um uh, as long as it's on HBO Max, which I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's um, supposed to be on HBO Max. But I, I probably won't go see it in theaters, but I'm definitely going to watch it at home. Yeah. Um, I haven't... I've seen, like, the 30-second sort of commercial, um, you know, like, during football games and stuff. Well, you probably... Um, you was, didn't see the trailer during Spider-Man? Uh, or do you close your eyes and ears during the trailers at movies? No, I don't think they showed it. Oh, weird. They showed it for mine. Oh, weird. Yeah, I got I got a Sonic 2 trailer. I did not get yeah. that. Wow. That was really good. I like the Sonic 2 trailer. I showed it to my kids like the next day. Now I'm just imagining you with like ear earmuffs in the theaters and like you just close your eyes <laughs> whenever the trailer's just loudly going la 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 la, la, la during the trailers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh awesome all right we're gonna get out of here uh join us next time for matrix four and uh i was gonna say as always but we don't do an as always so as always movie time that's stolen from something never mind we can't do that we'll get sued it's not movie time goodbye bye